Hello and welcome to the. <laughs> yeah. Kia ora and welcome to Gohan or Go Home. I'm vomiting. <laughs> the show where. Uh, we go through the distant wasteland after the Third World War, littered with dinosaur bones that is Toriyama's manga. I take an absolute newbie through really what is Japan's premier piece of literature and classical novel. It's really up there, I would say. Uh, yeah. You know, I actually don't know enough about Japan to dispute that. Like, I'm sure it's wrong, but you could tell me that very confidently and I'd probably yeah. come close to taking your word for it. Toriyama has won at least one award. He won an award for this? I don't know if it was for this, but he's definitely won at least one award. France has given him an award. All of France? Yeah, yeah. France ordered that, gave him whatever their equivalent of knighthood is. (laughs) I don't think he showed up. (laughs) Why? What do you mean, why? Why? For his services to the country. To France? The French people love Dragon Ball. Is that true? Yes, absolutely. That they love Dragon Ball. And he was knighted for this? Well, they don't have knights because, of course, they had a revolution. But whatever their equivalent of it is. Oh, no, actually it is. I never understood the point of, like, a modern knighthood. Like, you don't get a horse and a lance or anything. France honors Toriyama Akira by offering a knighthood. Wow. I'm just imagining him in a suit of armor. Okay, here we go. The French government conferred the Chevalier de l'Ordre des Arts de Lettres. Where are you looking at? Knight of the Order of Arts and Letters decoration to Toriyama during a ceremony on May 30th at the French Embassy in Japan. Toriyama is known as a private person that rarely appears publicly. He did not attend the ceremony and instead his publisher, Akio Yoku, is awarded the medal in its place while apologizing for the absence. Toriyama Sensei is always very grateful to his French fans who have appreciated his work since the early days of his career. (laughs) I suspect that the reason why French people liked it since the beginning, whereas Americans liked it from the fighting section later on, is because it's just perverted. Probably. Yeah, I suspect that is what the French people liked about it. So I never... Uh, The underage woman. (laughs) I didn't know that the French word for knight was chevalier, which is funny because... Cheval is horse, so it's just like a horse guy. Yeah, horse guy, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but you're a chivalry. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess that, that 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 must be where that comes from. I never thought about it. <laughs> horse rules. Absolutely incredible that Toriyama has a knighthood from France in 2019. That's so stupid. That's so stupid, but it's so, so incredible. For this dumb comic that we're reading. Yes. Yes, for services to the world, to arts. He's a I mean, it makes me culture. feel better about my art. It's like I just keep doing it for like 500 volumes of whatever I do and then get a knighthood. Yes, but he's warmed the hearts and other parts of so many French <laughs> boys over the years. Oh. I feel that this is not really a comparison that can be made. <laughs> Maybe I just need to try harder. <laughs> Your art may be higher quality, but... Has it caused people to get <laughs> a, a, a giantess Long Island mother fetish? The answer is well, probably no. Well, thank you for saying that my art may be higher quality than Dragon Ball. is very nice. I'm not sure the bar is that high, given the Big Goku theory. Yeah, that's true. We which love is, Big Goku. If you've forgotten uh, very early on in the, the comics run, and actually in this podcast itself, we had Goku um, just way too big in a panel for the perspective of everything else in the room. I said that more than once. 
There's been multiple But it's really funny because it was him in a dress and it was almost like as if he puts <laughs> on a dress, he gets larger. Yeah, I remember it. I remember it well. I've w- watched a few things lately. Uh, last time I forgot to talk about this, but I rewatched Casino Royale. Oh, did you? Yeah. That movie is better than it should be. Yeah, it was a good movie. Than it has any right to be. When did you do that? I'd seen it as a kid and I kind of didn't think about it or notice it. Um, and then a, a couple of weeks ago, maybe two to three weeks ago, I rewatched it. The dialogue in it is so good. I don't know who wrote it. I don't remember the dialogue because I think I also haven't seen it since it came out. Yeah. But I remember some stuff about it and thinking like, wow, that's real good. And I also remember like going, man, that guy with like the fucked up eyes, like a really good actor. And I didn't know who it was at the time, but it's Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, I was going to uh, say that I one of the reasons... proceeded to enjoy everything else that he's in also. <laughs> he doesn't blow everybody else out of the water in the movie, which is why I think it's a good movie, because it shows that the quality is quite high, as opposed mm. to whenever you put him in something, he just shines. But if everybody else is good as well, yeah. it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing yeah. is, I, I, I recently started watching... The Crown, season four. I've seen none of the rest of the show. Oh, I'm not you interested. just jumped into season four. I'm not interested in seeing the rest of the show. I wanted to see it because Margaret Thatcher is in this season. Okay. And there are a few other things like Princess Diana, who I've never understood. I knew that she was a big media figure in the same way that when I grew up, people talked about O.J. Simpson. And mm-hmm. I knew nothing about either of them or the reason why they were big celebrities or there were stories about them or why people wouldn't shut up about them mostly because nothing happened in the 90s i suspect mm-hmm. it's the reason why paparazzi culture went out of control and it was a really nothing did happen truly that's why i think more people started happened. inventing shit yeah. they started being like alien autopsy <laughs> yeah. more, like, more has happened in this year than that whole decade i feel that yeah the, the 90s is just such a strange period where there, there was stuff happening but that didn't really make the news and what made the news was celebrity kind of stuff if that Mm -hmm. makes sense and it really feels like we have bigger fish to fry now which is why it's strange that people kind of it was taken for granted that everybody had the same understanding of culture and pop culture and everything that happened everyone had the same interests we all had to get the same trash and sludge all of that you had to kind of vaguely like the same stuff even subculture was positioned in relation to the general main culture as opposed to just being off on doing your own thing and not caring it was like well i'm not like such and such Mm -hmm. kind of thing you know like i wear pins on my jeans well i don't remember any of that on account of being like four years old yeah (laughs) i think having having older siblings kind of helps with that sort of thing but i didn't understand anything about her and i was like princess i don't know she died um, and was famous before that, the people's princess, quote unquote, and I didn't really get anything. So I watched the crown season four and it was interesting because I didn't really know about, um, a lot of anything to do with their relationship. I did not know that Charles previously had had a relation, not a relationship, I guess kind of like was involved with Camilla Parker Bowles for a long time beforehand, oh. like even before he met his wife, hmm. Dinah. And then just the whole time was fucking her. I didn't know that. Yeah. So. Well, so I don't really know enough about the royal family to care at all as well. No, but it was kind of interesting. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I've never had an interest in that sort of thing. And then just seeing it because the show is kind of entertaining and watching it. And I wanted to watch and see how the sort of the relationships between... This is the nerdiest I'm going to get on this podcast. Um, between uh, the constitutional monarchy. So like... Elizabeth and her role in Thatcher completely transforming the United Kingdom mm-hmm. um, from top to bottom and seeing presumably the friction that would result from that. And there is a lot of tension and friction over it in the show. It seems to be a pretty 
well put together show. I actually ended up watching the first few episodes of the first season mm. um, the other day because I was at my mum's house and she put it on. It was like only half paying attention, but it does it it did seem to be like more appealing than I would have expected considering I do not really care for the royal family at all. Yeah. And it also seemed a lot more, like, scathing than I expected. Yeah. I thought it, w- it was going to be, like, yeah. one of those ones where it's, like, a loving tribute. Like, the people are, like, really into uh, the monarchy. And they're just, like, doing their little fan show, which is why I didn't watch it ever. Because I assumed it would be, like, one of those. I thought it would be a hagiography yeah. as well. But, it, I don't know, I was portraying, like, Prince Philip as, like, extremely racist. Which oh, yeah. Like, accurate. In, like, a really, like, uncomfortable way. And it was, like, very critical. And then it had some interesting stuff with, like, Winston Churchill and stuff as well. Mm. And none of the characters seemed particularly, like, glorified, which yeah. I think was, was more than I was expecting from it. It is quite interesting to me that it wasn't a whitewash a lot of a lot of the stuff that went on, but at the same time, it didn't show a lot of things. And they would pick up a thread for an episode, like, an episode would be about an issue. Like, the first episode of season four it's kind of about the ira mm-hmm. uh, i think it's the first episode and they do d- dig into some of the reasons why or they don't dig into some of the reasons they kind of gloss over and, and mention briefly or give a brief gloss on some of the reasons why there was tension with the troubles and that sort of thing mm-hmm. and so that kind of gets portrayed but it's a thread that never comes up again and i thought it would because they pretty much show the entirety season four is kind of the entirety of thatcher's tenure that's what it is from start to finish. And also the the induction of uh, Diana into the family and how that kind of came about. Because she was kind of a child when Charles met her. She was like 17 or 16 or something really? like that. And he was older. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. But it, they don't start dating until she's older. That's when they sort of first meet. Um, and there's a whole lot of messed up stuff. It. But it was kind of interesting because I thought they would keep bringing it up because if you look at the entirety of Thatcher's tenure, she sort of antagonized pretty much the entirety of the Irish Free State constantly and the PIRA kept on trying to assassinate her and none of that comes up. Huh. They do show the assassination of a royal family member. They don't show anything to do with Thatcher, which I thought they should have kept coming. Like, there should be a bit in every episode in which she <laughs> avoids being assassinated by a car bomb, which would be really funny. Or just a montage of all the failed assassinations. <laughs> they just, just like, show, like... And the whole of the Mountain King playing or something. There's, like, you yeah. know, two people fiddling with, like, a... Um, <laughs> just in the background. Giving, putting, putting parking money in or something like that, and then in the background, out of focus, that just car <laughs> blows up before she gets to it. Like, every episode of this has got to be something like that. <laughs> That's what I thought it should be. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Um, so that, that was kind of interesting. They also showed like some of the the dark side of what it means to have a hereditary monarchy, like when people are um, born with um, illnesses and stuff that would be inconvenient to the royal family. Because there's like mm-hmm. one of the episodes is about how there's a home where some of them are kind of like hidden away, oh. just like a terrible, grotty, with like secret mental institution. Yeah, yeah. With secret cousins. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah, fascinating. <laughs> I think uh, we should get into the episodes. Mm, something about, about Dragon Ball. We read chapters 78, 79, and 80. 80. We're up to chapter 80, mm-hmm. which is a very special chapter for me because it is uh, the age at which I'm going to die. <laughs> and I'm going 57 <laughs> for me. Wow. Yeah. Tragic car accident or ever Killed by the royal family. Or that. <laughs> I can't believe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't believe she died in a Parisian tunnel. <laughs> 
<laughs> with that um who was that guy i don't know <laughs> we haven't got to that sort of thing yet i'm really hoping that i i don't know if i'm gonna watch the crown season five but if i do fingers crossed they go the conspiracy route i'm so rooting for that <laughs> i desperately want a television show in which they boldly are just like yeah this is fact and i'm gonna be like yes i want it to like at some point just like intersect with the weird uh, episode of doctor who where they imply that the royal family are all werewolves that's such a dumb interpretation of the royal family. I can't remember why. This is why it happens. It's not it, like because the royal family are weird. You it's just know just, the first draft was like, like they're a... skinless aliens. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's not like revealed. It's like they go back in time and then there's like some werewolf thing and it, just I, doing I know, it like, with one I, of the ancestors. <laughs> maybe I can't actually remember. It was I, I haven't watched that show. Oh no, he's railing the chambermaid. Oh. <laughs> Good for her. Good for her. She got that doggy dick. Oh no. That's what we like to call applying the lipstick. How do you make things more horrible than they already are? Like, you take a bad concept and make it worse. I would like it noted that I believe the royal family are furries. Oh, I bet one of them is. Who would you bet? Who would, who, if you had to, to choose one? Uh, well, Andrew it's, is definitely into several things. I reckon Harry's definitely a furry. Oh, because the costume uh, dress-ups. Costume dress-up? He got... I'm going to... Full disclosure, again, I don't know much about the publicity surrounding the royal family, but I do remember when they published photos of him having dressed up in a Nazi uniform for a fancy dress party. Oh, so. that's... I mean, that's so wrong, but that's kind of funny. So, in the spirit of Justin Trudeau, he does like to dress up a lot, sometimes too much. That's, like, not, like, a normal person doing it, though. That's, like, an extra layer of, like, holy shit, man, you can't do that. Well, his uncle was, right? No, his uh, granduncle was. Yeah. Uh, What's his face? The guy who abdicated Edward was a Nazi sympathizer. Yes, that's he abdicated. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count. Um, so I don't know. I just think he has like a persona that's like some like <laughs> like a like a like some fucking green and orange wolf or something. Just you know, just, just is what it is. I would believe that he can. I think he has like a deviant art. I think he commissions furry artists to make like like illustrations of his OCs. And that's exactly I that's why, why he Meghan Markle the, the fell for him. Yeah. That's why they left. Is like the the royal family knew it was going to come out sooner or later, and they had to be they had to like get them away to to get out of the drama. I believe that he transforms into a Range Rover <laughs> under the light of the full moon. Is why like you know when they go out and do their horrible blood sports and go like hunting stags and stuff in Scotland, that he just transforms and then they ride inside Harry. <laughs> I believe that he would like transform they into can put some him into a capsule. creature, and then he gets Megan to like pretend to hunt him or something. That's their dynamic. <laughs> he does horsey ride. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, enough this about is... the real family's kings. This is tra- Dragon Ball. It's a- Let's go to another type of king, Goku. <laughs> a real. He's a real monkey, and he loves monkeying around. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's our hero, Goku, our hero. You love him. You love to see him. He's on the screen. I don't. He's on the poster. I hate to see him. <laughs> he's swinging on a vine. It's George of the Jungle you're thinking of. Yeah, the people, the people love him. The focus groups have said they want more of him. Mm-hmm. Whenever Goku's not in the room, everybody should be asking, where is he? <laughs> and our hero, uh, when we last left him, was paralyzed. 
uh, he was turned into an immobile, petrified person. He was, uh, at first he was He looked he was deep petrified. into the eyes of a sexy, sexy Nazi man, and then he just couldn't move. You Sometimes know, it happens to us all. catch a twink in the eye, or a twunk, <laughs> as I like to call him, because he's a twink, but he's, 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 he's hunky. He's not a twink, he's, he's definitely a twunk. He's swole, yeah. So, you look into the deep, like... Blue eyes, white boy, dragon of a twunk, and it's just you feel like you're frozen in place. And then he's like, "This is the gym locker room. Why are you looking at me?" Blue eyes, white genocide. <laughs> <laughs> I think anyway. We- <laughs> You just get frozen in place, and that's exactly what's happened. And the whole first half of the of chapter seventy eight, I feel like, is just them going, "Oh no, we're gonna die." This is how he's gonna do it, and he's saying, "You're gonna die, and I'm gonna kill you." And they're like, oh, "Yes, we are gonna die." And he goes, "I know, because I'm gonna hurt you." And they're like, "You're gonna hurt us." And he goes, "Yeah, I'm gonna kill you." And they go, "Yeah, we're gonna die." You're killing my brain here, dude. Yeah, but that's more or less it. Not a lot happens. Yeah. Um. But how do how they get released is. I mean, it's just, I think it's probably worth saying that the first thing that happens in the chapter is that, like, General Blows paralyzed Goku and he just, like, punts him into the ceiling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he just, like, runs up, like, he's lined up a fucking... And uh, General yeah. Blue with a conversion. <laughs> just boots him straight into the roof, which then causes the roof to start collapsing. So there's now some kind of, like, time pressure. For this is for the World Cup final <laughs> against Brazil. <laughs> I, w- I would, yeah, yeah. I would like to let it be known that not much happens early on in this chapter. No, not really. This sort of uh, General Blue points a gun at Goku and it's like, "Tell me where the Dragon Balls are, where the Dragon Ball is." And Boom is like, "It's in the bottom of that pool." Pretty sure. And then General Blue's like, "Cool, I'm going to shoot you guys now." And she's like, "But you promised." <laughs> How cruel! He's like, "Cruel, I love that word. <laughs> I love this song." He's <laughs> yeah. just like, "I love to hear that." <laughs> yeah. And there's like a lovely panel of him getting all like excited over yeah. it. And there's just sort of some panels about like Bulma freaking out. She's like, "He can't kill me. I'm too beautiful." And then a mouse yeah. runs past, and we find yeah. out that General Blue has musophobia. I wasn't sure if he's afraid of rats or he doesn't like dirty things. He's like, dirty, dirty. Yeah, he does say that. He says to us. I don't know. Well, I think that that reaction is a, a, a phobia reaction regardless. He'd be yeah. crawling around in like some tunnel caves, you know? It's pretty yeah, dirty in there. Yeah, that's true. He just doesn't like the, the rodents. His understanding of what something, what, what is dirty is strange. Like somebody picking mm-hmm. their nose is an executable offense, mm-hmm. but he can still, but salt water is also bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh no, I have to strip. Salt water is like so good for your skin. I don't understand that. It's like, it's clean. It's good. They make a whole Dead Sea product. Then well done. Based on it. Yeah, they yeah. do. And they try and get you in the mall. They try and get you in the mall. <laughs> General Bleu. General Bleu is afraid of the mouse who kind of jumps back and that cuts off the paralysis but what's kind of funny is that and I'll, I'll mention this just because it comes up later when the chapter opens he says huh, how do you like my superpower mm-hmm. like but the way he says it is ikaga kashira and ikaga is like a polite way of saying how so you would say do or um something like that normally mm-hmm. like doshite or doshitanda or like you know how was it kind of thing or why is this so sort of thing. And he says ikaga, which is uh, quite a polite way of f- phrasing it. And kashira is like a feminine way of saying like, 
a kind of a question mark about something like not sure about this or what do you think about this or that kind of thing so he's saying like how is it how do you find it but he's saying it like an air stewardess or something like <laughs> how are you finding my superpower yeah like like how about coffee or it's sort of like to offer somebody something right and he's saying like a feminine kind of way of saying like how do you find my superpower is it comforting to you do you want the neck pillow you're gonna suck on some lollies like we're coming in for a landing big sailor you know and this is the way that he frames it and it comes up again later and i didn't realize i was like why does he keep repeating this stuff and it just kind of gets funny as it goes along but that's why i'm mentioning it mm-hmm. anyway the mouse scares him it breaks the superpower because his concentration is broken, I think. This is something that kind of comes up a little bit later. Toriyama likes to reuse the idea that for these kind of mystical superpowers, the ones that don't have any lore explanation for them, which I quite like. I, I dislike that so much media, just the saturation of media where every bit of magic is like science. It's just magic A is magic A and it's got like specific rules and all sorts of bullshit. Mm-hmm. I find that the idea of true folk kind of magic-ish where it's like maybe something happens, maybe it doesn't, I don't know, who can explain that? Mm-hmm. It's quite fun. Yeah, I like that. It's a change. And um, he does this thing where he's like, someone just inexplicably has a power but they have to concentrate to use it. And sometimes it's like you have to hold your breath. Or sometimes it's just like you got to real like look at them real hard while you're doing it. Because if you get distracted kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a one-track mind. So that kind of makes sense. But the mouse is scared him. That's why it's broken off. And then after that, Goku starts um, whipping the, beating the devil out of him. <laughs> he gets the titanium white out of, out of general blow. The titanium white supremacy. <laughs> Um, yeah, he does a paper scissors rocket now, but he does the switcher. <laughs> he does the opposite. Like, How do you one? like this? You're gonna play paper scissors rock, and then he does the scissors on his eyes, and then General Blows is like, ah, you said it was gonna be a rock. <laughs> he starts with the scissors. <laughs> yeah. you know, he just jabs him with the two fingers, and then he punches him. Yeah, he says it after he does it as well. Yeah. Just, to, I, I don't know what's going on. He's just crazy. He calls it like Jan Kangun or something, not like Jan Kimpon. Which is how you usually play the game. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? That's just the standard phrase for it is Jan Kampon. Cool. Okay. Fun. Fresh. Uh, it is, literary it's, This is not really much of a literary corner. There's nothing deep in that. Mm-hmm. We don't get really deep into general blue. <laughs> oh man, you haven't done a Mike Hoss game for a while. That's. I wasn't intending is that guy to do that. Still even on air. <laughs> he is. Unfortunate. I. No. <laughs> you know what it should be? It should be Buffalo Bill. <laughs> Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Like the serial killer? Yes. Why? Oh. (laughs) Because General Blue would definitely look in the mirror and say that, you know? Yeah, he would. (laughs) He paralyzes himself and he's like, is this doing something for me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the old self paralysis. That's what we'd love to hear. Would you drop a rock on on me? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. I'd fuck up a kid hard. Oh man, like that, that did not sound like a good thing to say. Hey kid, dot dot dot, I'll make your body listen to me. No. Colonel Silver, never to return. Oh man. <laughs> Do you reckon he's General Blue's boyfriend? Oh, like, they I think definitely they had a thing in the academy. They can't stand each other. No, they're exes. They hate each other yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like yeah. when they were in training, they like definitely like had a thing. Ninety percent of the drama in the Red Ribbon Army is from them too. It's <laughs> yeah. just the T is like these two <laughs> getting like real at each other's throats. Yeah. Uh, 
I would believe that. I would believe that originally General Blue dyed his hair blue. And so they were like, you know, yeah. the red only blue only kind of like, we're a power couple kind of thing. <laughs> and then, you know, yeah. he decided to let it go natural because he's like, I'm doing a thing now. Maybe they were like red and blue and then Silver changed his name because he didn't want to be associated with that anymore. He's like, I've moved on. <laughs> I'm Silver now. They were definitely the, like, um, you know, a Team Rocket where they're together. Mm-hmm. Rather than um, beard and lipstick for each other. No, Team Rocket is like ultimate like lesbian gay solidarity. The lesbian gay alliance, yeah. Yeah, they're like besties. Yes, yes, Mouth yes. Mouth is a straight friend. Well, is he? No. <laughs> He's not. So that's something that someone said on the internet and they're so wrong. <laughs> they're so wrong. Mouth is just like a gay cat. I think Wobbuffet is their like... What? Wobbuffet. Wobbuffet? You know, when Wobbuffet comes along no? as part of that. What is Wobbuffet? It's, it's just a Pokemon that's like a blue mush thing. We're going to stop this for a second. There's a Pokemon called Wobbuffet? Yes. <laughs> that's that looks Wobbuffet. like one of my flatmate's sex toys. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that looks like one of my flatmates. <laughs> wow, things have changed since I've been around. <laughs> but yeah, they'll do the, you know, Jesse James, blah, 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 Finn Richmond Stars, blah. They'll do their whole spiel and then Meowth, that's right. And then Wobbuffet goes, wow, my fat. At the end, like, pops up at the end when it joins the team and it just keeps getting in the way. Okay. So Wobbuffet is just kind of the, the ditzy, whatever the heck, like amorphous. You're not quite sure what it is that kind of gets in the way. Mm. I think it joins the team. Me and everyone's like, ah, the, that's a little mean to yourself. It's the, I don't know what you call it. We were talking about Dragon Ball. (laughs) (laughs) Were we? General Blue is is shown as bright blue eyes. Turn around, bright eyes. Um, I think we're going to go for for, uh, Velvet Underground. No, but every now and then he falls apart. And he needs you more tonight. Um, <laughs> he needs you just now more than ever. That's what he, what he sings to himself in his bunker. No, more than... That's not what he does in his bunker. He does <laughs> a like, lot of things in his bunker. You know Wol- the Wolverine holding the picture, but it's just Colonel Silver's three abs? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, his own three abs. <laughs> his own three abs. <laughs> he He's jerking off to a picture of himself. It's just a mirror. It's like a compact mirror, but he looks at his three abs and he does it. <laughs> He's coming. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> he listens to, like, um, Commander Red's weirdly Hitler-esque speeches on a record player. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> we must resurrect the might of the Red Army and secure a future for ginger children. I'm just, like, do you reckon anyone's, like, joked off listening to Donald Gleason's speech from... Star Wars. <laughs> I can't remember what exactly what's in it. It's like this will be the final day. That something, something, something. Well, yeah, like one look at that remorseless gaze, and <laughs> I had to wear a condom into the theater to watch the Last Jedi because I learned the first time. It was like the cast treat, but it's like this guy <laughs> coming prematurely, <laughs> and everyone looked over and laughed. <laughs> Just the title sequence comes up. <laughs> Half the audience is just like, oh my god. <laughs> my spring loaded lightsaber shot out. <laughs> oh no. Every time I think of this, I think of the Mark Hamill scene in The Simpsons where he starts singing Guys and Dolls with it. <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah, in any case, uh, our characters have been in trouble, but they're no longer in trouble because Goku is beating him up. But the cave is still collapsing around them, and that's kind of a problem. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a problem for them, and they decide to escape 
and run away. Do we see that Bulma put something, uh, like hides treasure? No, you don't see anything. Okay. Um, but Goku was like, where's the Dragon Ball? She's like, it's in that pool. We don't have time for looking for it. And, and he goes, I've like, always got time for my grandfather. Yeah. He's like, just go ahead without me. I'll catch up to you. And then he jumps in the pool and they run away. Get going. Get going. Get going. <laughs> <laughs> leave, 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 Gokes. <laughs> <laughs> I never loved you. Um, Bulma takes a level in jerk ass for this. She really has grown. I think either she's regressed in character development, or it turns out that whenever the chips are down or they're in a stressful situation, she her selfishness increases. And her- I think that was like pretty well established. Yeah, so she hasn't really developed that much as a person. I think she also doesn't believe that Goku can die or be hurt. Which that is like, one of the things like that he she has says. Like a, there's some solid reasoning there. Yeah, she goes, like he'll be fine. Record. He's yeah. been through worse. Yeah, they run off. Um, we put a steamroller over this child just to see if his head would be like a melon and nothing <laughs> just happened. Wasn't. We thought it'd be squeezed like a tube of toothpaste, <laughs> but you know, nothing came out. Which uh, makes you wonder. Nothing we can show on network television. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, oh, bad. And, um, Goku dives into the pool. Thankfully, with his clothing still on this time, he doesn't have time to strip. So we have been spared this for this chapter. It's the only one where we don't see, see Goku's wee-wee for We've a while. We've been spared with a stay of execution. <laughs> he um, had an opportunity to, to, to show us as well. He just didn't. He, yeah, he jumps in with his clothes on. Yeah. General um, Blue has what happens at the end of a Herald, which is a type of improv game where rocks fall, everybody dies. And... Oops. There's something called a Herald, which is a type of improv game that lasts for a long time. And at the end, it always has to end the same way, which is that rocks fall and everybody dies. Okay. We presume that everything's gone. He's like, oh, no, the rocks. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. The rocks. The rocks, Luke. (laughs) (laughs) They're falling. Um, yeah, the next bit that happens isn't super interesting. There's just sort of a lot of, like, running back. you must listen to Super Tramp. (laughs) Mm, turn with them I did <laughs> but I was going to the punk concert to see dead Kennedys what, what is happening right now why is it why is it Star Wars now I don't know what's going on um, we have to we simply must move on such a long episode. What happens next is uh, Bullman and Kuririn are have found the submarine because they're like um, I think they're like oh they lucky just, like, this one there. They sprint back through yeah. all the tunnels and like I don't know how they get up out of the hole that they jumped into. I guess the water must be high enough. Doesn't really matter logistics. Yeah. Um, they yeah swim back up and then they run through all the tunnels and they run back to the indoors dock and it's yeah. like the big submarines or like a little submarine yeah. like a pod kind of one that they were in before and they're like uh, like the, the rocks have collapsed over the entrance and so they can't get back to their one and Bob was like this pirate sub will have to do this is, we're gonna have to get out of here like everything's caving in they like hop in you would pirate like, a sub yeah and then like meanwhile Goku is like swimming down to find the dragon ball and he's like yeah. searching around for it and it like lifts up a rock and then it's under there and he grabs it mm. and like comes back up to the surface and then he sees the little mouse that was there mm. and uh, just puts it in his mouth. Well, he thanks the mouse for saving his life, recognizes it, and as a friend to all creatures, except for humans, Goku puts the mouse in his mouth with the little just tail in a, hanging out. And an expression of friendly vor. He says, <laughs> have this comic has started so many people's fetishes. <laughs> he says, thanks for helping, chomp. <laughs> 
and then you he... save my life, you'll be safe in my tummy. <laughs> Enjoy my cave of delights. Um, this is um, actually really funny because I was talking to my flatmate's girlfriend the other day, and she said about she how you wish you could to... get in her mouth. Yeah. N- no. <laughs> But she said she used to have a nightmare that she had to carry mice in her mouth and then they'd suffocate. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, it's a weird thing, very specific thing to come up, like, twice in a couple of days. This seems to be happening, things happening in pairs, mm. because this has also happened for some other stuff where I've had a weirdly similar conversation with you as I had to somebody the previous day. Yeah, I've been having the same thing with, with a, a few things. Not a fan of the parallel writing going on. Yeah, like, what are you trying to, like, introduce motifs You or can't something? foreshadow like, the, a conversation themes? where they just talk about the same thing. Especially when it's a dumb thing. This isn't relevant to, like, the narrative <laughs> of my life. Just working out some of the mechanics yeah. of the universe. You think this is clever? You think this is witty? Who's writing this nonsense? This isn't network TV. <laughs> this is a Do USA a show. Try harder. We're all hot and can't act. <laughs> um, Goku is running along and Bulma is kind of like, we're going to die. We can't wait any longer. And I found this kind of amusing because it's, it's very much like the sort of thing where you kind of have stopped at the traffic lights and your friend is like, oh, yeah, 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 just, like, stop there and then, like, I'll intercept and I'll get into the car and then, like, the lights have turned green and you're like, I can't, we can't wait here. Like, he's he's running towards us, but holy God, we just have to go. You're, just, you're speaking from, from the wrong perspective because this is what you do to me. I'm being sympathetic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sympathetic enough to not do it. There's people behind going, beep, 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 and those people are the rocks in our yeah. lives and we just have to ignore the rocks in our mm. lives. And then the light turns yellow and you get in the car and then it's red and we have to wait for another full light sequence and there's a man behind me doing the finger. Uh, and that man was lunch. <laughs> you think? When they finally start uh, diving down, I think Bulma's like, I think we're on the right track because it's pretty wide and it feels like this can go out into the sea. Well, blah, you just skipped ahead there. They're like waiting for Goku and he has not showed up. Yeah, but he runs. It's pretty obvious that he yeah, gets there were, in time. You were talking about like Bulma's selfishness and this is that's where she... she does it because she's like we're gonna go man like Grim's yeah, yeah, yeah. like what about Goku we have to wait for him she's like nah fuck him <laughs> I'm out of here all that noise he'll survive he's and indestructible she's just like who's the most important person in your life for me it's me for you probably you right let's go I like how Kuditin I also don't think he can die so it's fine Kuditin doesn't push back against that he calls her out for selfishness and then when she's like I live in a Randian utopia what about you he's like I guess so yeah it's like well yeah I can't really argue with that I suppose um but then they see Goku like running from the other end and then he almost sprints past and they get in the bubble and he gets in the yeah. weird little bubble they still haven't noticed that he has a rat tail in his mouth which will come up immediately yeah um, so they're not going to make it on time because they're going through the tunnel and rocks are falling and getting closer and closer and closer. And Goku is like, I have a plan, but you're going to have it's to hold your breath. It's not going to make it on time. They run out of fuel. Oh, is that it? That's what it said in the translation version. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Sorry. It's Yeah, they, they just start like heading through the sea tunnel to get to the outside. I'd already read it, like, so I read it quite quickly. Bo, 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 and like, it's collapsing around yeah, yeah, them. Yeah. And they're like, oh, fuck. And then Goku, who's just like spit out this rat it's like yeah. hold this he His saved my life in. he's like I have to Take go outside good care of him yeah <laughs> And then he asks everyone to hold his breath and does a, a big old beam behind them to blast him out of the yeah, cave. Yeah, he does a Kamehameha and uh, a Kamehameha. Uh, the old yeah. For some reason, the American dub was like Kamehameha, and I'm like, why? Is it? They pronounce it weirdly, Kamehameha. Weird. It's I was saying that to be silly. Kamehameha. And also, it feels weirdly offensive that Don't Americans... Don't they, like, yell it when they do it? Do they... 
They say it slowly as well, but yeah. people often, when they pronounce it as a single give word. It like a pronunciation guide every five minutes in the show. There's so much butchered pronunciation in the first Funimation dubs, you wouldn't believe. And so everybody who is, has seen that says a lot of the Japanese words that they didn't translate for some reason weirdly for no reason because those phonemes exist in English as well they just decided to fuck it up that's kind of funny that I can imagine someone like then learning Japanese and not correcting themselves and going to Japan and someone in Japan is like ah Dragon Ball (laughs) (laughs) I think it's almost offensive that in particular an American dub wouldn't get it right because Kamehameha is a a Hawaiian word Mm -hmm. he was a king and oh they would get it wrong on purpose in that case uh, yeah clearly because of the the colonial history in hawaii but it seems somehow wrong that they don't know do you know what i mean yeah uh, anyway it's not a hard word to say as well no especially when broken up into its constituent parts which is what they do when they actually say it mm-hmm. um and Goku calls it. They do manage to get out because for some reason we don't really know how beams work still. But no, um, it seems to have some kind of like propulsive force in this case. Yeah, and this where Newton's whatever the heck law is some nth law seems to be in action here, where it seems to you apply force going forward, and so somehow it pushes the other person back. Reaction? Yeah, yeah, is yeah. That the one you're yes, oh. I can't remember what number it is. First, second. There's only like three of them I can never remember which is which. Uh, The first one is that a robot may not hurt a human. (laughs) 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 I I forgot. (laughs) Newton's laws of robotics. (laughs) That's. hmm. And they do make it out alive and they go, oh, Yokata, it's so nice that we've actually managed to make it. Oh my gosh, I yeah. can't believe it. Blah, so blah, blah. So just like blasts the submarine out and they sort of shoot out into the air and then he calls Cantone and like grabs onto the cloud and then grabs onto the others and yeah. pours them out the water. Absolutely. Mm. Um, and then uh, they manage to get back towards the island that's the Red Ribbon Island, right? Just yeah, some island, some some yeah. landmass. That's nearby. I thought it was the same one, but it might not be one. And then I'm really not clued in on the geography of this place. It's quite all right. Yeah, I figured that it looked quite similar, but he's probably reusing designs. No, because they steal a red ribbon um, aircraft. Yeah, that must be where it's from. Yeah, so yeah, it, would, it was somewhere that the red ribbon was. Yeah, it would have been where they they were encamped before, and that's how they get into it. And then they they hop into that and then go to uh, Turtle Hermit's Island. Yeah, and along the way. Bulma pulls out... Well, would you like to explain this one? Well, there's a little bit first, which is, like, showing um, <clears throat> General Blue <laughs> surfacing <laughs> through the water. Like, like he's escaped and he's alive and he's just doing this, like, weirdly little creepy face, like, halfway in the water. And <laughs> his head just slightly comes up and there are yeah. panels zooming in on it. They get closer and closer. Mm-hmm. Like, what's that in the frame? And then it, like dissolves into a closer one and you see that it's his two eyes peering above the waterline. Did you ever do that when you were swimming when you were a kid? Just sort of like, <laughs> like sneaky face in the water? I suppose so. I don't I remember much. I was a crocodile. If I, <laughs> if I swim in a river. Oh, yeah, I could see that. you get into like, the muddy bit and you can like crawl out. Uh, I don't trust I things w- that I can't see under the water because I've swum in a lot of places where they'll have a rusted, half-torn open barrel at the bottom and stuff like mm-hmm. that. That's like know. The Simpsons. There's got to be some nuclear waste in there. Yeah, it's definitely that's the sort of place where I would have spent my childhood. Mm-hmm. You know, in nature, it's, it's risky mm. <laughs> to go into mud. I don't know. 
somebody's hiding their like heartbroken wine bottle in it. I have swum in the most pristine of mountain <laughs> rivers. Uh, just in Eastbourne, you know, presumably. There's not really any rivers in Eastbourne you can swim in. You can swim in the sea. This Although I wouldn't true. do it now because there's our city has so much fucking sludge. Yeah, we can't talk about that. No, we can't. We complain about it forever. We <laughs> have a big whinge about the sewage system. That was the end of chapter 78 and it moves on to 79. That's when they kind of have their conversations about like, oh, I'm so glad we're alive, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. All of that. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's a shame we didn't get the treasure that was there. And then Boom was like, oh, jokes, guys. And like pulls a diamond out of her undies. Yeah, she well, fishes she, around the front for a little while and goes, whoop. <laughs> she's fishing around in there for, like, a little bit too long. It should be easily accessible. I don't know where it is that she can't get it out. You know where it is that she can't get it out. <laughs> There's more than one option down there. It feels like... I mean, <laughs> there are two that I'd be okay with. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you don't know about the secret third hole. <laughs> we know about that. It's just... <laughs> My goodness. Um, she's practiced for some reason. I don't know if her parents are involving her in their weirdness, but... Oh, no. Um, it feels like she's, she's done this before. She's smuggled, like, drugs into school or something. Well, this bit's... Like, it's, this is a bad bit of the comic. This is another bit that's just... It's like, why, why, why have you done this? And he just thinks it's funny. It's not really funny. It's just no. sort of, like, gross. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, just disgusting humor. Yeah. But more risque. Yeah, she's like pulls out this diamond, and Crayon's like, "Ah, oh, I thought you understood. You had a bit of a bulge for a woman, or something like that." Maybe she could have tricked General Blue better. <laughs> Maybe that was her plan. Yeah. It was just when no one was looking. She wasn't even intending on stealing it. She was just like, "No, look, I am a man." Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, we love transphobia. <laughs> well, personally, I don't, but actually, you can be problematic if you like. Thank you, I will. <laughs> That's how I spend my days. Everyone knows me as extremely problematic. General Blue is ch- is following after them. He's um, and then Should they're. Could smell the diamond as well? Yes, they get into the craft, start flying towards it, and then he just kind of sniffs it. And Bulma looks over and says, "What are you doing?" And he goes, oh, "I just wanted to, um, you know, see like if it smelled or not. You know, I guess, <laughs> um, you know, just joking, like ironically." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I ironically wanted to sniff what was done. And she goes, what is that supposed to mean? Bad. <laughs> I hope it wasn't a butt. And they just smell it and be like, ugh. Uh, <laughs> a rich girl is always pristine. What? A bleaching every Thursday. No! <laughs> Seven! <laughs> so... <laughs> They get back to the island. There's a whole lot of nonsense because Toriyama kind of need to fill out time, I think. And they're having a conversation about it. Almost like, ah, I guess, you know, I'm rich, so I don't need this. Consider this payment for the aircraft, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, she's like, this is like, must be worth over a billion dollars and have it, like, I'll give it to Turtle Man's because I crashed his submarine plane. So. And then he says something about like, um, oh, I, or Goku expresses the the thing where he's like, I'm going to go and find some more Dragon Balls. Um, Turtle Hermit says like, hey, you want to come and be my mistress on my island? And Bulma's like, no, why do you keep trying this? Yeah, well, she's trying to figure out how to get home because they now yeah. have, don't have like a... They do have the red ribbon aircraft. I don't know why she didn't just take that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. 
Um, but she has an argument with Goku as well. She's like, you didn't tell me about the Red Ribbon Army. I yeah. didn't sign up for this. I'm not helping you look for any more of the Dragon Balls. I'm going to go home. Yeah. Um, and so, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. She didn't know the Nazis were after <laughs> Yeah, them. I'm sorry you were being... <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um, but, yeah, they, she now doesn't have transport to get home. And, like, the turtle very kindly offers to, like, carry her on his back. But, yeah. like, there's a very long trip. A couple hundred Ks. Yeah. Oh dear. And so she's just like, why does this happen to me when I'm so beautiful and youthful? Gotta be in the Gulf Stream, dude. <laughs> Go with the flow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, all of that happens. Lunch, predictably, you is. You have your exit buddy. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I never wanted to remember that movie. Um... I know all of that movie. I can watch it in my head. <laughs> Not surprised. They, uh, lunch is, is blonde lunch, and that's what we've, so of course there are complications. Blanche. She's blunch, and she's like, oh, you <laughs> bastards, I'll be taking that, don't move, pulls out her Uzi, and then just takes the diamond and goes, hold up, wise guys. Oh, that's why it's no longer there, because she's like, see you later, suckers, yeah. Ooh, suckers, and then just gets in oh, the craft yeah, and flies away. Plan. And then Bulma says, oh, well, we've got to find alternative transportation. Yeah. You need um, to find alternative transportation. Yeah. Um, somebody mentions that she'll come back when, as soon as she sneezes. And then, I, I forgot that, like, Bulma hasn't actually encountered lunch, yeah, really. Yeah, Kareem has to explain it. Yeah, because he's, he's like, oh, she'll come back, it's fine. She's like, when she sneezes? And he's like, yeah, she's, like, good sometimes, and then sometimes she sneezes and she's evil. Like, don't worry about it, man, it's fine, she'll come back. This is at a point in the comic in which Toriyama remembers that characters don't all have the same information just because he's written it somewhere else, mm-hmm. which is good. He's still authoring it in a kind of competent way. <laughs> this sometimes this go downhill? This basically drops at the okay. very end when he's Everyone done. Everyone becomes omnipotent. Yeah, and, and especially in the toy animated stuff that's after, like the sequel series Super. My goodness. General Blue shows up. And mm-hmm. it's, this is something that I think doesn't necessarily translate, but it's kind of funny the way that he talks to them. He throws, he's like, Pakistan. He throws ropes, <laughs> he throws ropes around them. And then for some reason, even though they're just loose ropes and he's thrown them, they get bound. But it turns well, out this is a He said in the translation that he had telekinesis yeah. um, earlier on. And I don't know if that is, was like, I thought it was a bad translation because he has some kind of like paralysis power apparently. Yeah. But then he does seem to be able to like control the ropes. Yes. But I do like how he shows up, which is like completely unnecessary. He just like dives out of his plane and yeah. like lands on the ground behind the house and like sneaks around, throws ropes at them. Ah, uh, I see a ambush attack in which I blast thin ropes. <laughs> so sticky, who will not be able to move. In. <laughs> and he has a grand old time. But I'm the way so that- glad that we're not reviewing like Spider-Man or something. <laughs> I feel like you're just become insufferable like so quickly. He's the way that he talks is quite funny, and this is my literary corner. Um, literary corner. He he says the same thing, right? He goes, "Ikagakashira," like, "How do you how do you like it? How how are you finding it, sir? How's your hot towel that I'm wiping your ass with?" He says, "How do you like it? My superpower number two." <laughs> With the exact same phrasing, except he's inserted the number two into it, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of funny to me. And the way that he's got this determined kind of look on his face, he's like, yeah. I like when this comic has people verbally say the word smiling or smirking. They'll be like, nyari, which is like, <laughs> when you have a beaming smile and they'll say it in a speech bubble. Mm. They're like, smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Smirk. Is everyone in this 
uh-huh. like Dragon Ball culture. Dreamworks face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw a gif of like from from the Boss Baby movie today, and no. I was like taken aback by the, the fact that they had micro adjustments for like the eyes of the character, which was like really odd to look at considering like how awful and like weird and smooth the rest of the, the animation is. It's like just like the models themselves. Yeah. But, like, the way they had animated it was, like, these, like, tiny micro-expressions and stuff. And, like, just... And it was so strange. I was, like, staring at it for ages. I was like, this is horrible. Yeah. <sighs> but, like, this... I don't know if that's someone who's, like, very good at their craft that was, like, put on this, like, awful movie. And then just, like, did their best and just created this, like, weird uncanny valley yeah. situation. Or if it's just, like, them sinking their money and time into, like, really odd areas but moving on from that and back to our comic smooth segue smooth smooth segues what's this is a side no so monday so mondays 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 monday tuesday week 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 day weekend day week sunday Mama Monster Truck Rally. <laughs> Welcome to the Hosk Report with <laughs> me, 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 me and my d- 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 dick and balls. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing in the prospect of a Judith victory. Is <laughs> how Judith Collins can still win. <laughs> well, let's hit the ejaculation button. <laughs> <laughs> no! Blam, blam, blam! Oh, that's so awful. And that's the Mike Hoss coming. <laughs> Why? Why would you do this? Back to General Blue and his robes. <laughs> he goes to go into the house and he says, well, he, he explains, I'm going to go and have a bit of, bit of a poke around at the Stokes Valley Bar for the uh, Dragon Balls. <laughs> but the way that he says it is, Chitsadesh, they're going to look for the Dragon Balls. So he's saying the set <laughs> phrase that you say when then you, you know, you'll be like, Ojimashimasu, like, hi, I'm going to come in, or Shitsudeishimasu, like, I'm sorry for bothering you, or like, excuse me, please. But it kind of, it, it quite literally means, um, I am being rude. <laughs> I'm doing a rudeness. I'm being rude. <laughs> it's like, I'm doing a Hello. rudeness, but it's humbly, I'm humbly <laughs> doing a rudeness. Is, is what that means in Japanese. But it's just a set phrase. So you hear it all the time. So he's kind of like knocking and he's like, I'm home, going to look for your Dragon Wars. Or, Hi, it's just me. Going to have a bit of a look around and steal from you. <laughs> it's quite funny. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed this and I thought that it was a good touch. I like a lot of General Blue's dialogue, even if it is weirdly campily gendered in a way that is kind of discriminatory. Toward him, yeah, he's been kind of like a weird character to to have to make jokes about. I think because, like, on the yeah. one hand, it's like this is a very uh, bad, funny interpretation of a character, and it's very easy to say dumb shit about him. But on the other hand, it's like this is kind of just offensive. <laughs> yeah, he's a ridiculous guy, but also like this shouldn't be in a children's comic. No, you yeah, know. there's a lot of stuff that shouldn't be. <laughs> it's just, like it's, 
It's the sort of thing that would be like in a, a Monty Python sketch, maybe, and then it would be one of the ones that like doesn't age too well. Yeah, people just don't watch it anymore, or like repeat it, or think about it, or talk about yeah. it. It was just there. Yeah. No. And you're just sort of like, oh yeah, that was kind of unfortunate. Anyway, this is one of the parts of Dragon Ball that people don't remember very well, so I don't think it matters really. Mm. It's not people don't watch this part of the show anymore. People don't really talk about it, that kind of thing. But it, it certainly exists. I did um, consider for for Christmas. Doing you like a big pinup picture of General Blue, but then I thought that would be too like. You should get like a, a Colonel Silver body pillow you can't or something. You actually like do anything with that. That would be funny, but yeah. Then you would ha- then you would have to like own that item, and I was like, I can't. That would be funny for like ten minutes, and then I was like, what do I do with this? Like, why have you made this for Christmas? I'm dressing up as Staff Officer Black. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I will be the staff officer black to your commander red. <laughs> you know he's only there to get things off the high shelves. Absolutely. <laughs> this is discrimination. And like the important kind, you know, like not the kind that everybody else is thinking mm-hmm. of. Anti-tall discrimination. That's such a tough life. It's such a tough life. The worst thing about staff officer black <laughs> is in fact that it's anti-tall discrimination. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing more to say. We nothing won't talk else. about it. The rest of us. He's a totally normal, privileged character. Even we are. G- <laughs> we're going to come back to him because um, there's a literary corner about him that is really bad. Oh dear. <laughs> which is really funny. Um, in any case, General Blue does get the Dragon Balls and he takes them yoink in in his bag and then he goes, "Huh, I'll be enjoying these, but in the meantime, enjoying them how." <laughs> I'll be enjoying my balls within this sack. And he does say to them, I will be merciful. And, you know, I, I really want to thank you so much mm-hmm. uh, for taking care of me while I've been at capacity slash my mental uh, load hasn't been that great. Um, are you in a position where I could give you a bomb that could possibly hurt <laughs> you right now? Mm. I would, uh, yeah, I'd like to... Uh, Can you hold space for this fucking so explosive? Much, and now I have something to give back. <laughs> it's a time bomb. I've set it to go for five minutes so you can live the rest of your lives in abject terror. <laughs> Ta-ta! And then, like, throws Nang on the ground and makes a helicopter and flies away. Hold space for my explosive. <laughs> it does go. Hold space for wet yoga. I would like for you to fill and unfill I haven't, your... I haven't stopped thinking about wet yoga since I saw that. <laughs> No, um, we can't talk about stuff like that because I, then I have to end up making it the image for the episode, and then we never get to do the art proper art again. Is mm. it? But um, oh, I'm dressed like the cover art. Oh, you are. There was a time uh, like a while ago when we were out somewhere, and I was also wearing the stuff. I think that I was in, in the cover art, and you had the same shirt, but not maybe different pants. Ah, oh, close. And I, was, and I was like, "This is close to the thing. I'm not going to bring it up because it's weird." <laughs> Do you like my icon, by the way? Yes, amazing. Is this a redraw or yeah, just a recolor? Um, oh, you went over. Yeah, I like just did it on Photoshop. I got a picture of of lunch doing the finger. And then I, I changed it so it's me doing the finger, but in the same style. Same style. <laughs> it's good. Mm. It's good. It's good. How, how the mighty have fallen. How the now mighty have fallen. You now have a Dragon Ball avatar. avatar. <laughs> Your opinion is invalid. Yeah. <laughs> you are invalid. I can no longer have opinions about things. <laughs> because of my 
dumb picture. But before that, it was a, um, a squid wearing fishnets with human legs, like a sexy squid. Yeah, and wow. also a nose. Much classier. Yeah. <laughs> my, my avatars have always been awful. Now you've heard of handsome Squidward, but that's bimbified Squidward. <laughs> I need to redo that one so I can make it into a t-shirt. True. I was also thinking of doing the swordfish with the middle finger for, at the end of its nose for a t-shirt. Or the rainbow bitch as well. Oh, yeah, or the rainbow bitch. Actually, that would be a good t-shirt, wouldn't it? Yeah. I didn't get a good enough photo of it, though, before I started. I don't know if you're allowed to. Oh, you don't... No one's gonna get me. Okay. No one's gonna pull me up for making bootleg rainbow fish merchandise. <laughs> there should be a There's rainbow warrior, like, rainbow fish I, crossover. I can't imagine that, like, the creators and owners of the rainbow fish are gonna find out that some shithead artist in New Zealand is making t-shirts that say the rainbow bitch on them and be like, we gotta sue this motherfucker <laughs> for their $12 that they made off this. Mine would just be the rainbow warrior fish. <laughs> I, I, that can be arranged. The greatest crossover since you you should never follow up somebody saying of the Rainbow Warrior with that can be arranged. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I want to. Oh, you know the fireworks boat that goes out on Guy Fawkes. <laughs> We're gonna have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, oh, this is the the comic. The fun thing about being an artist, though, is you can use your powers for evil, which is uh, exclusively what I do. I don't think that that's that fun. I think using your powers for chaos is much more fun because using your powers for evil is still towards some kind of moral end. When I say evil, I mean chaos in this situation. Okay. Obviously. Using your power for the dumbest possible thing is always what I appreciate. To the detriment of humanity is pretty funny. (laughs) It's something that makes nobody's life better for seeing it. The detriment of culture, of, like, this is the degeneracy. I want someone to, like, I want someone who who is, like, obsessed with, like, Greek-style architecture and McMansions to look at my art and think that this is, like, what's wrong with modern society. Mm. That's my end goal. One of those Nazi architecture accounts on Twitter that's like, this is what they took from us and it's just (laughs) The rainbow bitch. Like, classics versus modernity or fucking whatever it is, yeah. The bars of guys jerking each other off and then just, like, the rainbow bitch. Yeah, that's what I do. That's why I draw people with, like, fish... Like, well, fish fish with people arms and legs and and appendages of of different kinds. Just the most horrible thing I can think of. Hold on. (laughs) Are you done? That was intense. I beat the devil out of myself. And, oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. She didn't wait for me to leave the room. My goodness. And uh, all of the essence has left me. I have no more ability to do any podcasting. I didn't know needed to be here for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, much like General Blow, I'm about to explode all over some children. Um, Whoa. I had a woman and a turtle. Oh, yeah, partner. <laughs> <laughs> you need to uh, slow down. Just gonna eat some turtle soup. Yeah, turn that horse around. <laughs> I love that as he tries to get into the uh, craft, Bulma's like, "Hold on a minute, I want to join the Red Ribbon Army." And he goes, "The Red Ribbon Army doesn't have any place for women in it." Like mm-hmm. that. It's like he's a misogynist, but also it does. One of the generals is a woman. Which one? Uh, Violet. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. You either haven't seen it. We might have seen her briefly if they're just like a montage of the cutting across to the comms or whatever it is. But see. but yeah, she's just like a, a bit character or whatever it is who's like briefly there. But clearly... Well, obviously General Blue would hate her. Oh, because she's the mix between him and Colonel Silver. Mm. And also she's their child. No, she's not their child. That's ridiculous. She would have been like the... Like his his like... 
you know, like the the straight girl best friend. That's like the relationship between like a gay guy and a theater major. Oh, it's his first girlfriend before he realized. Oh, and that's, that's why he one. he doesn't like her very much. But he's mm. still like kind of his like, sort of like you know best frenemies with. Hmm. I don't think they'd be best frenemies. I think he would just like absolutely hate her guards. Nowadays. Yeah, nowadays. Nowadays. He said, why has General Blue cut all the bridges in his life? Because he's ambitious, baby. He's so he's trying to climb his way up the pole and he's really committed <laughs> to the Nazi bit. Like he got he went a little oh, far with General it. General Blue certainly knows how to climb a pole. Oh dear. They were all <laughs> All of them are kind of, you know, like, they're a fascist paramilitary death squad army, but he's especially committed to the bit. He, mm-hmm. like, he dyed his hair, he's got the armband, he's wearing the uniform. He bleached it, surely. Yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's doing the Tom Felton thing. He's like, if I do this and commit to it, I will be the best, the best soldier this darn army's ever seen. <laughs> he's doing the Legally Blonde thing where he's, like, showing up and I'm just gonna top Harvard like I've... Anyway. Um. <laughs> He's so repressed in some way. I don't know which way, but definitely. In all of the ways. In every, sing- every possible way. He, especially, he's joined an army full of three ab men. Yeah, I think that he and Violet surely had, like, a genuine, like, emotional connection at some point. Like, as, as friends, like, alone in the world together and, yeah. like, facing discrimination from their own families or something. And then, like, yeah. they ended up just, like, hating each other's guts and now he can't bear to look at her because he's reminded of what talking to a real human being is like. Yeah, that's dead, that's li- gone. He's living his cold, alone life. Which does bring me to something that... I, I can't remember who asks him, whether it's Goku or one of the others, but they ask him, hey, what do you even want the Dragon Balls for? What are you going to wish for? And he goes, oh, that's yeah. for Commander Red to know. Yeah. So we don't, we don't ask. We don't ask our superiors. You don't ask what, what they want the Dragon Balls for. Yeah. He's putting his, his beauty on the line for this every mm. day. I mean, there is the risk that he'll get like a sexy scar, but what if he gets <laughs> a not sexy scar? Do you know what I mean? Where do you draw the line between a sexy and not sexy scar? Okay, what happens to Peter Dinklage's character in the Game of Thrones, the Song of Ice and Fire books? Versus not a, the movie? Not a sexy scar, yeah. but the show, the show sexy yeah. scar. Yeah, that's fair. You know? Yeah. You feel me? That was a big thing with Mortal Engines as well. I try to show that to Katya because she just read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my 11-year-old sister, for people who won't know that. Um, and because she, she was like, oh, you may, you worked on the movie for this for this book that I just read. Can we watch it? And mm-hmm. I put, on, put it on like 15 minutes and she was like, why doesn't she have a scar? Where, where's, that's, that's not right. Like this, she's like started like calling out like things for, that were in the book. She's like, where's, where's the wolf that's called dog? So I was like, man, I don't know. I wasn't in charge of that. <laughs> don't ask me questions to do with like how they changed the plot. Don't ask me about like the makeup. Why have you done this like, to my movie? <laughs> I can tell you that the, the director was also not keen for some of the inaccuracies. Just, it's, it's how the studio works. She just said I wouldn't get it. And then she started playing Among Us on her tablet. And so I turned it off. What, her tablet? Yes, good. Mm-hmm. This is what a proper sibling does. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. You're playing on your device during the movie? We're turning that off. <laughs> yeah. Not the movie, your device. Mm. Anyway, uh, lunch, lunch comes back in time. And they all go, oh my gosh, get us out of the ropes. And she tries, but she can't. She just sort of like lands and she's like, why was I flying this? Why are you guys all tied up? Like, what's going on? <laughs> it is so funny that every time she sneezes, it's like she's been on the worst bender. Yeah. She can't remember anything. She's like, I guess I have my keys, but they're in the other pocket and it's in like the I woke up with $10,000? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
most concerning when you wake up with more money than you started off with. It happens. <laughs> um, that happened to my sister's friend. Yeah. She did some something called speedy crack lines from a oh, guy, yeah. and then she blacked out, and then she woke up, and she had no shoes, but she had, like, $300. And that's what being lunch is like. Yeah, just living that life. Absolutely. So she she does go, yeah, of course, the, uh, I don't know what happened. And then Goku says, hey, if you grab the knife, you can cut me out of this. I'm mm-hmm. the important one. I'm the hero. I'm the main character. I'm the protagonist. I'm all three rolled into one, baby. I'm well, they, a bitch. They- I'm a lover. I'm a child. I'm a mother. I'm a sinner. I'm a saint. And I'm throwing this clock away. Congratulations. That was beautiful. Um, they do ask her to just throw the time bomb away as well, and she can't pick it up. <laughs> It's real heavy, and I just put it in the trash can. I know. I like that they don't get. There's always a trade-off, right? Like blonde lunch is going to rob you, but also she's got something up there, and mm. the other lunch, black. She's mean but lunch. smart, and then black hair lunch is just it's like, like I'm demure, but also like yeah. there's nothing going on yeah. up there. Then we're going to find some kind of a way to, to fuse the personalities and make ultra lunch. Okay, She's so, this- so nice, and also she has guns at this point. Where did she get the guns from? You, you know, know where I, she okay, gets the just- guns from? Same place the diamonds are going. How? <laughs> you Is that know her, her, how. her second superpower? She just works a lot on her kegels. <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> they run a fitness the, studio for what she you does. You semi-automatic is not, like, a good shape <laughs> to to insert in any orifice. Anything's a good shape if you're brave enough. So, she does manage to cut Goku out of his ropes, and he goes, just in time, and then he throws it away. Yeah. Well, he, he just hefts a yeah. time bomb into the sky, and it yeah, explodes. explodes. And he hops on the cloud, and... They're like, no, up. wait, we've got to have maybe a plan or something, yeah. or just don't, don't be so hasty. charging blindly in. And yeah. then he goes, ah, ah no, I'm going to get racist. And then just chases <laughs> after General Blue. I do like that Goku has become an inadvertent Nazi hunter. I do appreciate this. He's fallen ass backwards into conflict with the Red Ribbon Army, not knowing what they are or who they are, and not telling people, which they are rightfully mm-hmm. aggrieved by when they're suddenly they're being chased by the SS across Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he is managing to dismantle them unintentionally, bit by bit, as kind of like a weird yeah. Japanese Forrest Gump. Yeah, Goku's like some kind of natural disaster. And so I don't agree with him, but if you point him in the right direction, then good things can happen, I guess. Bulma also understands this because every time she goes, hey, Goku, these people are bad guys. He goes, really? And she's like, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Beat the shit out of them. And then he'll just, she just points him in the direction and pushes him and he goes, yeah. Whew, these were pretty much transitory chapters, so I don't have much to say about them. No, neither really. Other than all of the time we spent talking about them. Yeah, well, there's a lot of tangents and sidetracks. As always. As usual. In any case, I don't want to fluff it around. belabor the point. Did you have any dragon predictions? No. Where do you think it's going immediately after here? Um, I'm not sure. I don't know if you'll catch General Blue or not. I think that he might do some, some funny escape stuff. I think because it's it's one of those ones where like something's sort of wrapped up, and I think they're going to go on to something else. But I don't know what something else is. I yeah. did. I think a while ago predicted that someone would like steal the Dragon Balls from the island, but I thought it was going to be like their B team or whatever that was over yeah. over there. So I I kind of I guess got something kind of partially right. Yeah, it's true. Because um, yeah, but I thought I didn't think it would happen in that way. I do want to say. Whatever you, I think you can predict wild stuff here because whatever it is, you will never predict what immediately happens next. Wild stuff. 
Um, Why did those speed up? <laughs> Jeff is fast and the furious. Um, I don't know. Goku has to fight a, a mech or something. There hasn't been robots for a while. That is a great dragon prediction because that does, in fact, happen later on. Ah, that's cool. Okay. You'll see that coming up. Yeah. I was like, we've seen a lot of robots intermittently. We haven't seen one of those for a bit. Maybe there'll be some a robot suit or something. I don't know. <laughs> something along those lines. Yes. Yeah. There's Big been fan. a lot of, like, magic and telekinesis in these chapters. Yeah. So I think that it will maybe... Do a, a a wild veer away from that, or maybe there'll be like another big magic thing. I don't know how they're going to get around General Blue. I have enjoyed having a villain that they can't immediately beat mm-hmm. because it's kind of like the thing that I I don't I don't like all of the the stuff where Goku can just like win against someone mm-hmm. or like even in the in 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 the tournament. You know, it's yeah. like he might lose, but he doesn't, and it's fine. Like he has a little sneaky trick, or he's like he just did lose to Jackie Chun. Yeah, but, like, on, like, a technicality almost. And that was, like, kind of had to happen. Yeah. Like, all the other ones, it's just, like, he just manages to, like, be the best. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good that, like, someone has been enough of a hindrance that they're an ongoing plot point. Yeah. So, like, as much as I dislike the premise of General Blue's existence, I think that it's, it's like, more engaging to have someone that can, like, actually be a, an antagonist beyond, like, one chapter. Mm. Um, so that's good. Um, she's resourceful. She's smart. She's yeah on the top of her game. I'm hoping that it doesn't end up being a who's best, best at magic wins mm-hmm. kind of contest, or yeah. like Goku tries to like do the paralysis or something. I'd be like probably. I don't think that that would be where it goes. Yeah. I I imagine that he'll have like some twist of fate which allows him to get the Dragon Balls back, or like some kind mm-hmm. of like weird strategy to like crash his plane or something. Yeah. Or General Blue will get away and they'll have to go and like find a way to get him. Mm. Like he'll, he'll escape and they have to like find a new way to find him or like find a new technique or an ally or something to be able to beat him. I find this interesting because I think Toriyama isn't going to surprise us um, with this. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that, that, if you follow the previous patterns of Dragon Ball, it's like, how, we've got an antagonist, how do we overcome them? That's how you kind of beat them sort of thing. And that's not really where this goes. Okay. It's more complicated than that. Yeah. Which I find is interesting. I mean, I was basing it based on, 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 like, what I've seen so far. So, I mean, that's kind of cool. I'd like, he, he is already less of a conventional villain by the standards of the, the comic. Mm-hmm. Not that I've read enough of it to really be able to gauge that. Mm-hmm. But I, I think there's been more unusual stuff in that he's being able to get the upper hand multiple times. Yeah. And not by being the best, but by strategy. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. In any case, uh, this has been Gohan or Go Home. What? We have a Patreon. I thought this was out of the score. You can look at... (laughs) Out of the score. I'm Dan Golding. Um, uh, Yeah. We have a Patreon. It's Gohan or Go Home. Look it up. Patreon.com. Gohan or Go Home. Uh, We are on SoundCloud, which you might be listening to. uh, And we each have accounts. But we've uh, mentioned them in the other episodes. We're not going to mention them here. On Spotify, too. Yep. If you're on SoundCloud. And iTunes. If you want to get us in your Spotify wrapped. Our podcast was fifth on my list of podcasts in Spotify wrapped. Mm, Our genre is question mark. In any case, kakitiano. Very good evening indeed.
Sie 